Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Good morning. So glad you're here. I know it's it's an amazing time, you know, to be with family. And it's we didn't know really what today would look like. It's weird Christmas Eve falling on a Sunday. So thankful that you came and that we're not here by ourselves, you know. And we get to gather and that you took time out of your weekend festivities. There's so much going on. Um, but grateful you're here with us. And I we're not going to keep you long. I do just want to jump into the word and just read a little bit more of the Christmas story. Uh, how many of you there on Friday night? It was awesome. It was so good to be with all the campuses. It was beautiful. Up in Wesley Chapel, some of you braved the traffic to make it. It was great. Um, and it was just amazing to hear the story and to walk through it. But I want to highlight one specific moment. But other than that, I really just am thankful for this year. I don't know about you. It's been difficult. 2023 has been a hard year. But I'm, I'm grateful that not just that we're through it, but who we are through it. You know, I'm thankful for who God made us through the year. Not just that he got us through the year, you know. I'm not going to lie to you. At certain times, I was just praying to get through it. But I'm glad that God did more than answer my prayer. Amen. I don't know about you. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm glad that we're, we are looking forward to 2024. And I have a lot of anticipation in my heart for that. There's a lot happening between leaders of churches. Uh, there's been all this amazing unity of movement in the last couple of years in the Tampa Bay area. But it's somehow going up another level. It's taking it up a notch in the next, in the coming year. I mean, we're even talking about, none of this is like solid yet, but I've met with about um, eight different pastors from around the region. We're talking about uh, heading into Pentecost, having the uh, message series that all of the churches preach at the same time, that we all agree on the same passage to preach on, the same principle. And, and we're like, we're close to being like, we could do this. Like that's, I don't know if you realize how wild that is, like, you know, and we're, our hope is that, like, every church that's participating in the, the gathering at Pentecost would preach the same, like, month leading up to it. Stuff like that is being talked about. So how many know that unity is actually the precursor to the greatest harvest ever? I'm not preaching this today, but Jesus said this in John 17, that this is how they will know that you sent me, that Jesus is God, that they, their love for one another their connection with one another. So unity is actually the best evangelism method we have, according to Jesus. And I think he's right about that, you know. So that all in a blender uh, really is amazing. And we're looking for empowerment for the harvest in 2024. I'm just excited about it. So thankful, thankful, thankful. And I'm thankful for uh, this morning and what we'll get to dive into. So I just want to pray one more time for the message it may, might be my two Christmas parties in sugar-infused brain right now, but I really want to hear a little. One of them was um, a very Puerto Rican party last night, thanks to my in-laws who are here. They're amazing. Yes. <laughs> How many hours of, of live music? It was like two or three straight hours of live music. There were seven drummers in a, in a living room. It's like It was like... My children, they are definitely Puerto Rican. My number one, he starts moving his hips. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. How did, how is he doing that? It's, anyway, let's pray for the word. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have, 
you've written the greatest story of all time. That you, God, would not leave us down here to figure it out, but that you would become one of us in the form of a child, and that you would bring about salvation through a fully God but fully human vessel. God, the mystery of that is profound, and we're grateful, Lord. So, Father, this morning as we open your word, I pray, Lord Jesus, would your person be made manifest in this room, on this live stream. Lord, we don't just want ideas or opinions of men. We want to hear your word. We want to hear the voice of God today. So, Father, I pray that your voice would be heard in my voice. Lord, I pray that we would be changed today because you spoke, not because I spoke, but because the person of the word was made manifest. Come on, does anybody want that? Say, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Lord, we want to hear your voice. We speak to our own ears. Go ahead, speak to your ears. Say, open, hear the word of the Lord today. Hear him speaking. Father, I thank you that (laughs) the pressure's off me because you're the one doing that job. So, Lord, we just ask for your voice to be clear and for our ears to be open. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning, I want to jump into the book of Matthew. We're going to go to chapter 1 in just a moment, but just going to talk about Emmanuel, that word, that name, God with us. And it's no burden to repeat things on this time of year. It's good to have this season of remembrance. It's good to come back to these same scriptures. I was telling the the team we were praying beforehand, I was like, I've come to that point in my ministry career where I'm fighting the urge to just re-preach that really good message from last year. You know, because it was really good. I don't know if I can improve upon it, but I'm not doing that. Um, I might, you know, later, but I'm not today uh, if the Lord lets me. But in Matthew 1, 18 through 25, we see kind of a synopsis of what happens here. And I just want to jump into it before we read with a quote from my friend Bill Vanderbush. He's a minister. He's a pastor. He's a great dude. And he said this in my hearing one time. He says, God does not feel for people. He feels with them. God does not feel for you, like God does not feel bad for you, and he doesn't feel good for you. He feels with you. This whole idea of God with us and understanding our humanity is a powerful thing to meditate on, and that's my goal today. Amen? Amen. He's feeling whatever you're feeling. Isn't that awesome? He's not looking at you like, get over it, bro. You know, he's like, I'm with you. I'm with you. I can feel that. That elation, that extreme pain, whatever you're feeling, he's in it, and he's with you. Isn't that powerful? Come on. Let's read Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Y'all, just still wild to me. I mean, I went from the womb to the pew. I've heard this story every year. This is still a wild story. Like, hey, Joe, check it out. (laughs) You know, like, can you imagine the process of marrying Joseph? I mean, have you thought about it? Like, think about that, what that would have been like. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, 
resolved to divorce her quietly. You understand what's going on here? He, you, you know, this is a big no-no. He, they had not had sex. That's what that means. They had not come together, all right? They had not had sex. He said the S word. They didn't have sex, and she still had a child. And usually, like every other time in the course of history, that means something wrong happened, you know? <laughs> not something right. She's like, no, God put this baby here. <laughs> like, that would not work today or any other time, right? I mean, <laughs> believe me, Joseph. Like, yeah. And he wanted to divorce her quietly, not to shame her. He wanted to cover her still. That's beautiful, right? But as he considered these things, as he's like, okay, how do I talk to Uncle, you know, Sam about this? How do I tell, you know, Sally Sue over there not to worry? Whatever. How do I deal with this? As he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. It was obviously so stressful that he fell asleep while he was thinking about these things. <laughs> He's asleep. And the dream, in the dream, the angel said, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, this is out of Isaiah chapter 7, by the way. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name, say this with me, Emmanuel, God with us means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. The fortitude of Joseph. This is one of those I wanted to bring out this year. Like the courage of Joseph, you know, to cover her, to commit himself to her, to believe a dream you know, I mean, an angel shows up in your dream. Some of us would just be like, it was, you know, it was the matzo balls or whatever. It was, it was, you know, but he believed it. Joseph was a believer, man. I mean, that takes faith. I mean, Mary's faith was great. But what about Joseph's faith? Like, that's just incredible, right? And this idea of God with us, Emmanuel, God putting on a human cloak, feeling our pain. Living as a human, I got in trouble online uh, from some clips we had talking about how, you know, Jesus had bowel movements and things like that, and I got in trouble. People are upset on YouTube, but I'm just trying to say, like, he experienced your life. You know, he experienced what it's like to be a human. Sometimes we have this, like, untouchable Jesus in our mind, and the exact opposite is in his name, Emmanuel, God with us. He knows what it's like to scrape his knee. He knows what it's like to be embarrassed. He knows what it's like to be confused. Come on. He knows what it's like to be lost, to not have your parents around, to not know where they are. You know? That's literally in the Bible. He's, you know, as a young boy, he's in the temple. They left him. For three days, they didn't know he was gone. Three days. Three days. If that doesn't make you feel like a better parent, I don't know what will. I'm just kidding. In that culture and in that time, they traveled in massive family groups. And so it wouldn't have been that weird, all right? I'm not trying to say Mary and Joseph were bad parents before the Internet blows up on me. I get in trouble again, yeah. Anyway, it's amazing to me that God wanted to be touchable. 
God wanted to be held. The one who holds eternity, the one who holds your molecules together, wanted to be held by a mom. And God is God. So if you think with me for a second, God is God. God could have an experiential knowledge of humanity without the experience of humanity. Are you following me? Because God is sovereign, God is all-powerful, he could have an experiential knowledge of human life without the actual experience. Because God can do anything. Hello? You follow me? But he chose to have an experiential knowledge through a true experience. Why? Because he wanted you to know he knows you. <laughs> and he's with you. And he's not just with you, he's for you. He understands what it's like. I mean, that's an amazing thought. He's God with us. So we're going to have some God with us statements today, okay? So this first one, he's God with us in our brokenness and in our bliss. He's not in the cloud just like, wow, they really stink down there. Oh, my gosh, would they get it together? I'd really like to come back, but it's such a mess, and they're such a mess. No, he's with you in your brokenness. He's also not just like, wow, why are they so, why are they having such a good time? Why are they so happy? What is that joy thing? That looks like a heavenly joy. They're, ex they're having joy. They're coming together. Wow. No, he's in it. He's with you. Here's a, here's a sobering and comforting thought. Are you ready? There's nothing you can do to make him leave the room. That's both sobering and comforting. Every sin you ever committed, Jesus was right there. Every right thing you ever did, he is right there. There's nothing you can do to make him leave the room. He is present, omnipresent, but not just in a spiritual way. You understand. He wanted to be present in a physical way. He spent time in a body, 33 years and change, living a human life. Because he wanted to be with you in your brokenness and your bliss. This is Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and he saves the crushed in spirit. Have you ever been crushed in spirit? You know why you're still here? Because Emmanuel. Because God was with you. You understand, there are times in your life, maybe you've not experienced this, I have, where you can't carry you where your friends can't carry you, where all the counsel in the world can't carry you. There's got to be some other being that carries you. And it's the Lord with us. That's why you're here. You're like, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen any miracles. I haven't seen any mighty moves of God. I haven't seen, seen any supernatural. You remember that grief that almost killed you? You're still breathing. There it is. God was with you in that and brought you through it. And that's why you're here because he was with you. He's near to the brokenhearted. The next time you're crying, the next time you're in pain, I want you to remember this moment that God is with you in that brokenness. He's facing, he's pushing in closer. He's not pushing you away like, oh, you're too much. Crying again? Are you serious? <sighs> he's like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Not just your brokenness. But your bliss, haha, <laughs> yay, we like this one. 
Psalm 1611, it says, the psalmist says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let's think about this. The word presence in the Hebrew is actually face. It's actually the face. In your panim is the Hebrew word. In your face is the fullness of joy. Meaning when you are connected to him, looking at him, there's the fullness of joy looking back at you. <laughs> so those moments of bliss are because of the radiating joy coming off of his face. All true bliss is from his presence. It's his blessing. Your bliss is his blessing. Now, I'm not talking about just happiness. I'm not talking about like sometime you got high on some substance or whatever. I'm talking about, you know, encountering the true bliss of God. I don't know if you've ever had a bliss attack, but I have. I've had a panic attack, and I've had a bliss attack, all right? And Jesus was there for both. He was there. In his face, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. He said, wherever two or more are gathered, I am there. That means there's the fullness of joy in this room. <laughs> it's available right now because God is with us. You know the word enthusiasm? That word enthusiasm in the denotative definition, meaning its original meaning in the English language was entheos, God in man. God on the inside. Enthusiasm is the result of God on the inside. Yeah, that person's very enthusiastic. Originally, that word was created to say, there's God in there. <laughs> yeah. God is with that person. And they, that you can tell. <laughs> They're very enthusiastic. There's a lot of God in there, and it's breaking out. That's what that word means. Come on. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is speaking of God the Father, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the mystery of the Trinity. But do you know Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father? Did you know that according to Ephesians 2.10, you're seated there as well? Do you know where you're seated? At the right hand of the Father. That means you're seated where there are pleasures forevermore. So many people are looking for pleasure, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. There is a pleasure that you can actually tap into right now at any time. I tell, like, people that are struggling with, like, there's a dopamine, you know what I'm saying? There's a dopamine issue in the world right now. Like, people are actually hooked on dopamine. Like, they need the dopamine drop. That's why you need the like or the, or the share on your Facebook post or you need the comment or you need to scroll, you know, doom scrolling all that stuff because you're getting dopamine hits. You want to find a dopamine hit? Realize where you sit. Like, actually just sit there till you realize where you're sitting. That's... That's a bliss attack waiting to happen. Just bang. Okay? Man, God is with us in our brokenness and our bliss. Amen? God, here's another God is God with us statement. God is with us in our trouble and our triumph. Because there's brokenness where you feel like you're being crushed. And then there's just stress. <laughs> Anybody? Like there's just problems. You know, like life is difficult. Did you know that Jesus promised in this world you will have trouble? We're like, I want all the promises of God. I mean, oh, yeah, give me all your promises. What about the one that says you will have tribulation? <laughs> yes, Lord, all your promises, please. Right? In this world, you will have trouble. Right? But take heart of overcome the world, he said. But this is out of Hebrews 4, 15 through 16. Are you ready? 
Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect, say every respect, one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He understands your weakness because he is Emmanuel. He lived with your weaknesses. He didn't just, you know, resign the human race to be weak. He experienced the weaknesses of the human race. He knows it by experience. Come on. That's, I don't know about you, but when I am tired, when I am hungry, when I'm angry, what, I'm, I'm mixing it up. It's the halt scale. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, you know, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. That's weakness. Like, the enemy comes in right there and starts whispering me, lying to me. That's a good time to do it, you know what I mean? That's a good time to try and get one over on me, right? Not when everything's great, when I feel full, when I'm at peace, when I'm surrounded, you know what I mean? When I've got enough sleep, right? That's whatever, like, he knows Right? But when we're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, when we're in trouble, when we're feeling our weakness, that's when the enemy of our souls comes in. But guess what? He comes to you, and he just looks slightly to the left. <laughs> I want you to get this. The enemy comes to you hangry, hangry, yes, hungry, angry, hangry, lonely and tired. And he's like, oh, I got, uh-oh. <laughs> He's with you, and you get to choose who you're going to give your attention to in that moment. The next time you are tempted, instead of feeling bad about yourself, just kind of look over. <laughs> you know, which way? I'm, I did it for you. I'm backwards. You know, he, if you're seated at his right hand, you just look to your left, right? It was my right, your left. Just, oh, yeah. Maybe you need to do this. Next time you're tempted, just look to the left and remember God is here. God is with me. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I don't need my own strength. I don't need to be rescued from this trouble. I can sit here and I'm not long, I'm, I'm having trouble, but I'm not in trouble because I'm in him. This is a powerful reminder. Another one, Psalm 46, 1. How about this? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It's, some translators say, the ever-present help. He's always there to help. One of my favorite prayers used to be, Jesus, help, you know? I used to pray that all the time. I used to, all the time, I was like, help, 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 all the time. Help me, Lord, help. I don't know, it's just a common prayer of my life. I don't know about you, but I'm not a professional Christian. I just have, I have needs, I have trouble, I need help. Anybody else? Okay, okay, okay. Like, I need help a lot. And I used to go, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, until he said, I am. One time I'm like, help, help. He goes, I am. I'm like, I am? You're helping me? He goes, no, I am. I am your help. He, he is the ever-present help. His presence is my help. See, what I was doing was praying to get out of trouble instead of praying to be aware of his triumph. And it shifted for me. And now I'm like, oh, I don't need help. I have the helper. Like, everything can break. It's okay because I have him. Everything can fall apart. It's all right. I don't need anything but him. You get to that place, 
anybody want that? You want to get to that place? It's possible. It's possible. I don't have some, like, crazy, like, spirit gene, all right? It's a choice. I'm inviting you into a choice. Okay, for years I prayed help. Now I say, thank you, Jesus. You are my help. I stopped asking for help, and I started declaring him my help. It changed everything. You're like, it's semantics. You just try it. You're just mincing words. You're just changing the words around. Well, God is a word, so it probably matters. You know? So those are just words. Well, God is one. The word. Anyway, all right. So God with us in trouble and in triumph. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always, say always, always leads us in triumphal procession. He's always leading us in triumphal procession. And through us spreads the fragrance of knowledge of him everywhere. So if you're following Jesus, you are walking into triumph. You're like, I'm following you, Lord, and everything's going wrong. Well, in my world, this is a celebration parade. (laughs) That's Jesus saying. He's like, in my world, I'm leading you in triumphal procession. That's a term that means like celebrating the victory already, right? He's leading you in victory. He's leading you in triumph right now. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm all those things, Caleb. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm lonely. I'm tired. I'm broke. Whatever it is. Spent too much on Christmas. Whatever it is, you know, right? <laughs> I got one amen. All right. <laughs> but he is leading you in triumph. The question is, are you going to follow him there? <laughs> Do you realize he's leading you in triumph? I hope this is helpful. God is with us in our trouble, in our triumph. Last God is with us statements. Ready? This one's really easy. God with us always. Always. He said it, Matthew 28, 20. Behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Nothing you can do to make him leave the room. You can't send him out. You can't send him out. He's like, I'm with you. I'm ride or die. Like, we're in this together. I just want to I just want to say to everyone here and I want you to hear this in your spirit your humanity is not a hindrance your humanity your limitations your weakness it's not a hindrance to God some of you believe it is so I'm going to say it a few more times your humanity is not a hindrance so, oh, I'm just, I'm just a human. I'm just a, no, your humanity is not a hindrance. It's a canvas. He knows how to wear it. He knows how to put you on like a glove. Fully God, fully man, we believe that, yeah? Come on, this is a mysterious thing. But your humanity is not a hindrance. It's a canvas. But if you believe that your human weakness is a hindrance, guess what? It will be. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It'll be done to you according to your faith. Some of you are failing by faith. Some of you keep on failing because you believe you will. You expect to fail more than you expect to fly. You expect to fall more than you expect to succeed. What if the next time you had a failure, you were shocked? What if you're like, wow, Jesus, that was weird. You're leading me in triumphal procession. You're never going to leave me. I have you all the time. 
that's strange that I did that. Instead of, I knew I would do it. I knew it. I'm such a weak human. He knows how to help weak humans. He has been one. Listen to me. Don't get weird about my, you know, don't, don't get weird. Jesus was fully God the entire time. He always has been. He always was. He always will be. Are you with me? But he knows weakness by experience. He has experienced weakness. That's a powerful truth. It's his name, Emmanuel. We run from our humanity sometimes. We're like, get, get me out of this, you know, get me off of earth into heaven. And God's like, I, I plan to use that, that meat tent, you know, that you're living in. <laughs> I plan to use the fact that you get tired after, you know, a 12-hour day or whatever it is, you know. I plan to use the fact that you get hungry. I plan to use the fact that you feel lonely. I plan to use your weaknesses. <laughs> I know what they are by experience, and I plan to use them. Isn't that powerful? We're being stretched out in the Spirit to be a canvas for the glory of God. This is the picture in my mind. It's God the Father, the painter. God the Son is the model, right? God the Holy Spirit is the brush, and you are the canvas where your limitations, your weaknesses, your pain is the paint. <laughs> your dysfunction is the color that he's going to use to show Christ on the earth through you to release him, the fragrance of him everywhere. You're like, I wish I wasn't so blank or I didn't have this problem. He's like, I'm good with it. Come on. Are you okay? This matters. I really feel like this matters. Sometimes I think we, hear me carefully, I think we over-spiritualize our spiritual nature. Just go ahead for a second and try to separate your body, soul, and spirit. Show me all three parts. Show, give them to me in boxes. Can you do it? Could anyone accomplish that? No. We're so intermingled. You understand? You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. But your body is part of you. Your soul is part of you. And your spirit is part of you. Right? Like they all inform each other. They're all connected. And I think we make this mistake sometimes. We think, oh, I'm just to be spiritual. No, you are physical. For now. And then you will be glorified in a physical something. I don't understand this stuff, but it's true. And it's my job to tell you. <laughs> Anyone who says they understand that stuff is lying to you and to themselves. Like one day we'll be raised in a glorified body. What does that mean? I don't understand. Like what about people who are cremated? What about people who like lose a limb? Or is it going to grow back? Is it going to like fly through the air and like reattach? You know what I mean? Like this is where my brain goes, right? Anybody else? No? All right. You shouldn't turn your brain off when reading your Bible. You should think these things through. It's, it's a fun ride. But I think we need to stop saying, like, looking at ourselves as, I'm mostly spiritual and sort of physical. No, you are you. And God is with you. God is with your physical person. God is with your soul. And God is with your spirit. Because you are one person. Just like the three in one are one, you are Three parts one. Are you with me? 
God is with you in your exhaustion. Anybody exhausted? Yeah. God's with you in your excitement. God is with you in your pain. God is with you in your healing. God is with you in your confusion. He's with you in your peace. God is with you in your fear because you have it. Stop lying. The psalmist says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And we're all like, we're never going to be afraid. Liar. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. Perfect love casts out fear. That means there has to be fear to be cast out. Okay. <laughs> He's with you in your fear. He's with you in your great hour of faith. God is with you in your depression. God is with you in your joy. God is with you in your loss of loved ones. God is with you in your new family dynamics. God is with you in your worst moments. God is with you in your best moments because that is who he is. Emmanuel, God with us. He'll never not be himself. <laughs> That's who he is. And you can't change him. So instead of trying to construct a God in our own mental image, let's just receive him as he is. Not as we think him to be. Amen? Emmanuel. God with us. God is in that chair with you. God is leaving here with you. God's going to see you later when you're alone and tired and hungry and all the things. God is with you when you're cussing out the Buccaneers defensive backs. That was me. That's for me. You want to lie or go to some other congregation, some other church. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I have issues, okay? Inauthenticity is not one of them. You're going to know. I got problems. And one of them is the Buccaneers defensive backs. That's my, one of my problems. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> He's going to be with you every moment of every day. He always has been. <laughs> and the fight of faith just comes into agreement and pulls on that truth. Pulls on it. Husbands and wives, next time you're fighting, look for Jesus in the room. What's his face doing? What's his mouth saying? Just mimic that. You're going to be fine. Monkey see, monkey do, you know? But you got to see it first, right? That's the fight of faith, to believe that he is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Let's stand together. I hope that was helpful. We're going to have our prayer team come forward. Love you all so much. We do have a prayer team, and we're just going to close in prayer. This is our last in-person gathering of the year, and I'm, I'm thankful for the reminder that even when we're not together, God is with us, right? Even when you're just alone at your house, your home, like, let worship come from the, the Christmas table this year. Why not, why not sing a song? Why not pray a prayer? Why not look at each other and say, what are you grateful for? And listen, like really listen, not moving on to the next person. Why not? Amen? Let's participate with Emmanuel. Thank you, Jesus, that you're with us right now.
<laughs> oh. I just feel your smile, Lord, over your people this morning. I feel your pleasure over us. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here who doesn't know you by experience, the way you know our humanity, that today would be their day. If there's anyone here who has never said, you know what, that's it. I can't fix myself. I can't forgive myself. I can't live with myself. If there's anyone here who is yet to give you total, complete leadership over their lives, to call you Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you draw that person to yourself? It's your work. It's your work, Lord. It's your work. So, Father, would you bring all men unto salvation, all who are, are called, all who are going to receive that call, Lord, would they come today? And I pray that there would be faith to believe that you are everything you say you are. Emmanuel, God with us. I bless every family. I bless them as they go, Lord. I thank you for this spiritual family. I pray, Lord, that our awareness of you would be greater than our awareness of anything else. Greater than our awareness of our budget or our plans or our work, that it would be you, Lord, who gets our full attention, not just now, but always, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you for birthing the resting place. We thank you for bringing us through 2023. We thank you for making us through 2023. And God, we thank you for what you're going to do in 2024. We bless the name of the Lord Most High. I just felt this in my spirit. Can we say this together? I bless you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.